AC guitar. Yeah. It's in the it's in the office. Hey. will see a bright light. The light will shine on those who live in the land of death's shadow. You will expand the nation and increase its happiness. It will be happy in your presence like those who celebrate the harvest or rejoice when dividing loot. You will break the yoke that burdens them, the bar that is across their shoulders, and the stick used by their oppressor, as you did in the battle against Midian. A child will be born for us. A son will be given to us. Isn't that beautiful? That is the gift. A child will be born for us and given to us. The government will rest upon his shoulders and he will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and peace will have unlimited growth. He will establish David's throne and kingdom. He will uphold it with justice and righteousness now and forever. The Lord of Armies is determined to do this. Yes. And we know this came in Jesus. Praise the Lord. That's why we're here this morning. Glory to God in the highest. So just praise with us. We're going to put our affections and our attentions on Jesus. Just worship with us. 
Is a new creation coming? 
presence of God today and he gave us a word this morning I've been praying and God gave us a word and I pray that I can uh, speak it in Hebrew as he told me it's gash which means burst mm. we are having this magnificent burst coming into this place he showed me as if um, this this the moon just exploded or something and and it's got a a, a masculine uh, connotation to this word this word means that we're moving forward and it's going to be powerful i pray that everybody uh will will stand with this and remember this and be in prayer this week about it because you're going to see a lot more power and i want to tell all the people that went to Mexico. God said that you stepped into a realm that's higher than you've been before. He said that uh, you've done my will and I will do my will for you. So be in the, expecting a great and mighty, powerful, strong wind to blow through this place. But the word is gash, G-I-A-C-H. I may not say that word correctly, but God knows what it means. And he specifically said that word today. And I believe that he is speaking to us. He comes here to talk to us. He comes here to let us know that we're doing the right thing. Amen. Praise you, Jesus, and we thank you for this word. Amen. Like a newborn child being born, your spirit is bursting into the room. Your spirit is coming. 
Just release your sound to Sing from your heart. Side to the blind man. 
This is a little bit different. Um, oops. So, um, in Isaiah, the Lord says, uh, the word says, when the enemy shall come in, some people say the comma goes there. Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Some people say the enemy comes in like a flood. It really doesn't matter how you interpret it because either way we win in the end and that's all that matters. But uh, the other scripture he gave me was um, in Corinthians where it says he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we who knew no righteousness, I kind of added it, were made the righteousness of God in him. Yes. Now the standard the Lord lifts up is his righteousness and he's imparted that to his people the flood the bursting forth that's what he's going to do through his people see the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church yes jesus hallelujah and that means overpower they can't overpower we need to get, you know, and he's, I was talking to Tommy a minute ago. The Lord's been speaking to me. He keeps saying this phrase. I don't know exactly what it means yet, but it's prophetic Samson. And he says, you know, the only thing that beat Samson was Samson. Mm. He says, when you mess up, fess up and grow on, just get on with it. And let's get back into the victory lane because that's where it's all about. Amen. Jesus has already provided the victory. We occupy till he comes. Gotcha. And, and the power that's going to overcome is that flood that comes through his church as his church bursts forth. But we got to know that we've got the stuff. That's right. Amen. And we've got the stuff. That's right. We've got the stuff. Amen. just gonna just kind of prophesy over you know Mary did you know you know what was in the baby boy but I just want to ask you know church do you know do we know do we know what we carry do we know what we carry because everything that was in that baby boy that grew up to do all that he did and all that he accomplished 
accomplished for us. He is now seated at the right hand of the Father in all victory, all authority. And He has given that to reside within us, His Spirit to reside within us until He comes. We've got stuff, like you said. We've got stuff. We have more than enough to be conquerors, to be overcomers. No weapon formed against us will prosper. The weapon might come, but praise God, it won't prosper in what it is set out to do. But the word of God coming out of our mouth with all authority, oh, it will accomplish everything that he sends it out to do.
Because Jesus does this Where the Spirit of the Lord is There is freedom from disease Where the Spirit of the Lord is There is freedom from the demon Where the Spirit of the Lord is There is freedom from depression From whatever you may be ailed by Jesus is healing you Come boldly today Jesus is healing you Come boldly today mm. There's healing here There's healing here The rivers of heaven are pouring out of the river from his throne and on each side of the river was a tree of life producing its fruits every month and the leaves of that tree are for the healing of the nations let this be so let this be so today in our midst all the trees leaves are for the healing of the nations let this be so, let this be so today. This house is a place of praise, and it's filling the room with praise, and we've made room for him. And I keep hearing, there's healing. There is healing. There really is healing. I'm a breast cancer survivor. I've been healed. I'm whole. Just keep something light playing. Miss Judith gave the word about bursting forth, and Mike came up and followed up with that. And I immediately went back and told Cassandra to, to download a picture. I don't know, did you get that, Cassandra? Let's see if we can put this up on the screen. I'm not sure if she got it or not. But I can tell you this is that we were in Mexico. And in the morning, this is after us worshiping. I mean, like worshiping for hours. And we walked out and what you see on top of the mountain, that is a cloud, like a wave and it stood there. 
It was like it was being held back by angels. And then we were walking up and down the road and we're praying and we're just walking in that and you could see this cloud sitting there. So I had to take a picture of it because it was like a flood. It reminded me of him coming in like a flood. That day we walked into a village with all kinds of churches present that weren't used to the presence of the Lord being there. And when we walked in, that flood released. They opened up the floodgate and it completely wrecked everybody. People were getting healed. People were getting just wrecked all over the place. And it came in because of our hearts. It came in because we were saturated. We were coming in expecting. And that was God just saying, I'm going to hold it back because I don't want it released right now. He said, I'm going to wait till you walk into a place where people are hurting and they need to know who I am. And then I'm just going to pull my arms away. My army of angels is going to pull away. And that flood's just going to overwhelm everybody. That sat up for hours. It didn't move. It just sat there. Then as soon as we went in, it was... So I'm telling you that because you got to understand what you're experiencing here, what's going on here, what's been happening here for years is a buildup. It's a buildup. It's a belief. It's an understanding. It's a foundation. And it's special. This is not everywhere. Because when we left, we left that village, they were like, that's never happened here before. He says, never happened here like that. And I said, I know why it's happened here, because we brought eight people that were completely saturated, full of, and we walked into an area that had darkness into it, and it can't stand up to the light. And like that, lives were changed. I'm telling you, that's what you're experiencing here. Go, go wherever you want to go. Figure it out for yourself. But I'm telling you, we go around the world. We go around the world, and people tell us, that's special. We just seem to see it every weekend, so it's not so special to us. We get accustomed to what he's doing. So my goal for you is to get saturated in that. Understand what he's doing. Understand what he's giving us. Understand the power and the authority that's being downloaded inside of you when you worship him. Man, so important for times like these. So important. Because, man, you just got to feel that love. And when you see people that need it, you got to be bold enough and have confidence enough in who he is to walk up and love on him and tell him how much he loves on him. And when you do that, it breaks open. It breaks open. So this morning, just let that look. I'm, mm, a picture speaks a thousand words. That's right. I'm just telling you, hmm, he wants to change some things. <laughs> And I believe that we've been put on the forefront to make that happen. And you're like, yeah, but we're just this little church in Millbrook. Yeah, we're a little church with big hearts that are hungry for him. And that's all it takes. It takes a spark, y'all. A spark will cause a forest fire. We just got to believe. So everything we've heard this morning is absolutely true. And we just got to walk in that understanding, walk in what he wants us to do. So Father, right now, I just lift this family up to you. Come on, Holy, saturate this house. Let your presence be known right now. If there's a need in this house, let it be known right now, Father, and touch them. Come on, man. Let people be bold to come forward. If they need prayer, they can come forward. We want to pray for them. But God, Father, I just ask for a, 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 a tangible presence right now. Let everybody know you're here. So, Father, just hover over this place. Drop on this house. Move any way you want to move, Father. We just open, open up the doors right now and say, Father, have your way. Touch us in any way you want right now. Father, we surrender it all to you. All to you. This is all about you. Come on, holy. 
Just continue to move. Continue. Ryan, just play something soft. Let's just sit here for a second. Take some time to just cry out to him. If you need prayer, come forward. We'd love to pray for you. But Father, we love you and we thank you. Just continue to touch this house. In Jesus' mighty name, amen, amen. It's like a flood, y'all. It's going to come in like a flood. Come on, come on, come on. surrender this to you. Touch every person right now. Have your way in this house. We love you, Lord. And we thank you. We thank you for today. We thank you that we get to worship you.
We thank you that we get to worship you. Thank you, Father. We just love you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. amen. Come on, y'all. seen this yet we just take a little break right now go get some coffee go use the restroom we're gonna be kick it right back up there'll be a timer on the screen uh but please go say hi to somebody you hadn't seen before or seen in a long time just love on some people welcome them to the family come on y'all we'll see you in a second
All right, all right, all right. Good morning. Come on, come on. You guys can do better than that. Good morning, y'all. How's everybody doing? <laughs> come on, it's our, it's our Christmas service, so we can get louder than that because we still got people out in the foyer. How's everybody doing? Come on. All right, if you love Jesus, make some noise, please. There we go. That always works. I love it. I love it. I love it. They'll start coming in in a second. If not, this message wasn't for them. Man, how's everybody doing? Everybody good, right? Well, come on. It's nice to be back. Uh, if you are new here or haven't been here in a while, I am DJ along with my wife, Jules. We get the honor to pastor here, and we absolutely love you guys. And, uh, man, we just we love this place. We love our family. And uh, just one big family. In fact, I'm going to have to take a, take, a, take a break. One second. I just saw a young man came back. I love it when our military guys come home. Come on. Ah. Did I miss anybody else come home? <laughs> Hi, Ursula. <laughs> I'll tell you, am I a little hot out there? Could you turn that down a little bit? I don't want to squeal because I like to scream sometimes. Well, here's the thing, guys. Welcome out to the gathering place. We love you guys. And uh, like I said, if you're new here, do me a favor. Fill out a Connect card. Let us know you came by. All we want to do is reach out and pray for you. Uh, you can ask us questions. We don't need to ask you many questions. Just see if we can pray for you. Uh, and we can't do that if you don't give us your information. So just put that on there uh, so we can reach out to you and just touch base, see how things are going. And if you want more information about who we are, what we do, we have an app. You can go to the app. You can download that. You can go to our Facebook. We've got all kinds of places to find out about uh, what we do, who we are, what we represent, and why we're doing what we do. So it's all out there. So please take some time and check that out. Uh, we did have our, our awesome kingdom classes this morning. So uh, where, where are you, Ron? How, did you teach praying on the spot this morning? Was that this morning, Ron? Come on. Come on. How'd that go? Come on, brother. I, you sure can, brother. Come on, there you go. <laughs> Come on, thank you, Ron. Come on. So these are our kingdom classes, what they are, 9 o'clock every Sunday. Uh, we have different teachers in the church. We have elders. We have people that can teach. And these are things that we will might preach on once in a while, but not all the time. So if you're interested in any of those things, you just kind of show up at nine o'clock and we get to spend time together. More intimate setting. You can ask questions. We, it's all about instructing people. If you've, if you've gone through like, uh, I guess, Sunday school before, if that was part of your, your past, uh, kind of like that. But man, these are things that we just want to uh, give you instruction to help Guys, we're trying to build a good foundation. So to do that, you got to have tons of information, understanding things. Um, so that was our list for December. Uh, we will take a break throughout the rest of uh, December. So we'll have a new list out for you and everything that's coming up uh, because of everything that's coming up. In fact, this is going to be our last Sunday. Uh, this, not this year, or last Sunday this year is a good answer. Last Sunday this year. So basically, uh, we're not having service next week because it's Christmas. 
So instead of gathering as a church here, gather with your family, spend time with your family, love on your family. And if this is your family, then gather like this, wherever you wanna gather, go to people's houses. Um, but man, we, we don't need to be worried about coming into church Sunday morning, rushing around through all the stuff when we have family to visit and people to places to go. So please take this Sunday, enjoy family, and then come back the following Saturday. Okay, so here's the thing. New Year's Eve, we're not going to do a New Year's service. So two Sundays in a row, no service. But we're going to do a 7 p.m. New Year's Eve service. Full-on service, guys. Come on. We, we need to usher in the new year. Okay, I, I, don't, I don't like to just wake up in the new year and go, man, I hope everything's going to be right. I want to pray that in. So, so we're going to have a full-on service at 7 p.m. And then whenever we get out of here, we get out of here. But we're going to have food. It's going to be fun. We're going to gather as a family. It's going to be a full-on service, okay? So then you don't show up the next morning. Ken, if you want, if you call me, I'll buzz you in. I mean, you guys can do what you want. This is, but, but we won't have service. So spread the word. Get that out there. We'll get that out there so people know what's going on. Uh, but no, no New Year's service on the 1st, but we're going to do it Saturday evening. So it's going to be awesome. You guys excited about that? Look, I'm telling you, it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. This is exciting. Um, I want to take a little break real quick. I just want to thank you all. Like, if I got a lot of birthday cards and anniversary cards. And I, where's our coffee club? If you're a part of the coffee club, stand up. If you're part of the coffee club, stand up. Come on. Our coffee club members, if you don't, who has ever received a card from the coffee club at the gathering? Place? Look at the hands go up, y'all. What a ministry. So these are a bunch of ladies that, and there might even be men, I don't know, just a bunch of people uh, who love to bless you with a card on a birthday or a holiday or anniversary. And man, they, they just have a heart to do that. And I absolutely love it. So, so they bless me. All. I just love it. So if you've received a card from that, there's just a, it's a small group. And these are just a group of ladies. They get together and that's what they do. And they love to do that. So a little bit of joy goes out, a little bit of love goes out and, and you're important. Okay, so, so here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If you have cards, maybe you have access to cards. You see some awesome cards sometimes that are on sale and you want to help them out. They, they do all this. Now, we try to give them stamps whenever we can, but they do this on their own. You saw all the hands go up. So if you want to bless them with anything, you want to do that, May May is leading that group. So there's May May right there. So come on, what an awesome ministry. Uh, so if that's something on your heart when you run into those things, you want to buy them some stuff, get them some stuff. Could be stamps, it might be more cards, but what a blessing. So I wanted to thank you for that because that's powerful. Um, we also want to talk about our production meeting January 8th, since this is like we're going to have limited services. January 8th, this is worship, production team members, anybody interested, right after service, plan that, there'll be food. Look, if you want to be part of that, if you want to know what's going on with everything we do from online to to back in the booth to up here and you want to be part of that or you're just interested in it, please show up. Um, uh, Ryan's going to be heading all that up. He'll answer all those questions, but just be there. Right, just be there. Be there. Awesome. And let's see. I got to get through all the. Okay, this is one. I want to talk about it. We don't have a slide for this, but this is important. Uh, so January 13th, 14th and 15th, we're going to have a guest in the Company of Believers uh, arena. Okay? So... Uh, Brother Dan Moeller is going to be coming in. Um, and if you don't know him, that's fine. Uh, you, can, you can look him up. But So we're going to be doing a night of worship on the 13th over at Courts of Praise with Brother Bo. And that night, it's going to be a worship night, full-on worship night. But then Dan's going to speak. 
Uh, and then we're going to do a special thing in the morning that um, you can't come to that. <laughs> but you can come back Saturday night and, and get some stuff Saturday night. And then also so that Sunday morning on the 15th, uh, he's going to be right here speaking. So we're going to have Dan in the house. So uh, please put that on your calendar. Uh, January 15th, special guest. Uh, if you've never heard him, he is just, man, this, he's phenomenal. So what wonderful, wonderful person. We got to meet him out at, a, at, a, at another event we went to. And he's usually booked up for quite a long time. Um, and he, he made his way. So and he made a way to, to meet up with Brother Bo. And Brother Bo is, is sharing that love with the family. So that's pretty awesome. So um, please put that down. And then on the, the last announcement, real quick, will be the January 20th. Uh, this is going to be our hoedown throwdown. Nobody even knows what that is, right? <laughs> it's a hoedown throwdown, y'all. Uh, every year, if you, if you remember, we do owner's banquets. And we used to do an owner's banquet with people that served. And we would have this owner's banquet. And we would just treat them and have a good time. Uh, this year, we, we, we moved it from December because there's so much stuff going on. We moved it to January, okay? But instead of just doing it with people that serve, we invited the whole family. So everybody's invited. Okay? We are going to use it as an opportunity to celebrate and honor those that have done an amazing job this year. And we're going to use it for that. But we're going to gather and we're going to get together. We have lots of information coming about that. But the theme is dress up in your favorite cowboy outfit. So come ready to go. Right, we're going to have some... I can, I can already envision some hay bales, a dance floor. We're going to have a good time. Okay, we're going to have a good time. So get you some boots, get you a hat, whatever you want to do. Uh, but we're going to come hang out and just do life as a family. We're going to eat, break bread together, celebrate an amazing year. Uh, this has been an amazing year for this family of everything God's touched us and put us in, in, in place with people and, and just doing things as a family has been amazing. So we get to celebrate that. January 20th, put it down, save the date. We'll have more information about that and what's going to be happening up here shortly. So, all right, that's enough Whew, announcements because I've got a whole bunch to say. Uh, before I move on, here's what I want to do. Uh, if you came today for the first time and you go, man, these people just dress weird. <laughs> I just want you to know, like, it doesn't matter what you look like. God said it doesn't matter what's on the outside. It's always about what's on the inside, which is your heart, y'all. So... So today is special. Other than that, I don't care how you come every weekend. But other than that, today is a special day. We, we just wanted to, to, to hit it with the, the ugly Christmas sweater Sunday. Uh, and to honor that, we always do a competition because we want to bless those that come out with the most spirit uh, and do that. So what, what I'm doing is I, I have everybody, we had a lot of people dress up. Chuck, have you been looking around? I, I, I had asked Chuck before service even started. Chuck, I'm going to put you in charge of picking out the the top five and have them come up here. So if Chuck comes around and tells you to come up here, then you need to come on up front. Oh, you picked Becky? That was pretty, that was pretty selfish, Chuck. <laughs> uh, that's fine. You're one. I like it. I like it. I like it. Make this quick. Come. Yeah. 
Wow. We're getting there. One more, one more. See mine? Mine lights up. Did you see this? Look. Oh, no, Does that qualify me? No, no, that's beautiful. That is beautiful. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. See, now, now you know it's completely fair. So so what we have is I don't want them to see me, so I'm going to come up here. This is uh, audience participation. So in other words, I'm going to put my, you guys come up here and just spread out a little bit. Okay, go, come this way, Tammy. There you go. To the left, to the left, right there, right there, right there. Right there. Okay, good. Good. Don't get too close because I don't want people to get confused who they're voting for. All right. So this is this is all about you guys. You just get loud if you think that person should be the one. Don't look back here. You be. You, <laughs> I don't know what. No. <laughs> Trees just stand still. All right. Here we go. All you gotta do is I put my hand over their head. That's who it. And you just get to cheer whether or not they are gonna be there or not or what you think. I'm going to need you to step forward. And I'm going to need you to step forward. We have three prizes, so you guys want to come in a little closer. There you go. There you go, because we love y'all. Okay. Here we go. All right, Tammy, step forward. There you go. Come on, guys. Give it up for everybody. Thank you all so much for, hang on, the people that I pushed forward, Holly, Pam, and Tammy. Yeah, I know. I know who they are. Here, come here. I need them. Okay, good. Come on up and give them to them. Right here. I was going to tell you. We have first place, Miss Holly. Second place, Miss Pam. And third place, Miss Tammy. And they all, they all got their, their gift cards. Thank you all so much. For, she's been talking about this the whole time in Mexico. So I was like, oh, no. Guys, it's all about family and fun. So thank you all for participating. Thank you for the spirit. 
Absolutely love it. Woo! Holly, isn't that like back to back? Yes. Two years running, y'all. Y'all need to stop her. <laughs> Come on. All right. I need to pray after that. Father, we love you, Lord. We thank you. This is still about you, Father. It's still about you because family is what you love. So, Father, we thank you for this family. And, Lord, we just ask you to touch this. Touch my heart. Touch, touch my lips. Let it be all about you today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So, man, it is uh, really good to be home. Can we do one more thing? Can we give it up for Kevin and Crystal for last week? Come on. Y'all don't even know. Like, it is awesome how God can send me away so many times now going to different places, and I don't worry one bit. I don't even think about it. I'm like, oh, today was Sunday. I hope they had a good time. And I couldn't even watch it in Mexico. So I had to wait. So you guys absolutely amazing. Thank you all so much. What a blessing. Love you guys. Thank you for taking care of the family like you always do. So not even our family, but man, they had the kids this week. You guys did like a, a student movie night, all kinds of stuff to bless them for the holidays. So man, I love y'all. So good. So good. So good. Um, I do want to share this because I was really excited that, uh, yesterday, if you didn't have a chance to come out, maybe you helped prepare stuff, but yesterday was our first um, Bread of Life Serve Day, and we actually fed the city of Millbrook. Um, now, we, they, they had 280-some people sign up to come receive meals. So we had a, a ton of people make food. I don't even know who all those people were. Uh, we had a ton of people show up and help prepare everything and put them in bags and do all this stuff. We had people in the parking lot freezing uh, for several hours out there directing traffic. Uh, we had people praying for people in a, in a line. We, every, look, this was, this was our opportunity to give back to a city that God has called us to. And because of that, he's starting to open these doors in the city and letting us come in and do more and more things. Um, so all that happened because Cassandra, where's Cassandra at? Where, where'd she go? See, we have people that work on Sunday and they come in and serve just to serve and then leave before the service starts. Come on. So Cassandra did an absolutely, she did an amazing job putting this together. So I wanted to thank her. Uh, Miss Rhonda helping out. Thank you so much. Miss Rhonda was kind of helping in the background, putting all these things together and getting all the volunteers. Uh, yeah, Miss J, we had so many people. Uh, Alex, where's Alex at? Come on, Alex back there with the Bread of Life uh, trailer. Thank you, brother. He came out and cooked like 300 grilled cheese sandwiches. We had chili, grilled cheese sandwiches, brownies. People just, it was awesome to, to see all this play out. So I have a little video, very short. It doesn't capture everything. In fact, our, unfortunately, we didn't get pictures of everything. So if you're not in the picture, I apologize. Like the, the prayer team and the parking lot team, you guys were amazing. But for some reason, nobody walked out in the cold to go take a picture of you. I took mental pictures, y'all. So I got you in my brain. I got you right here. So let's play that video real quick so they can see.
Come on, come on, let's put it all together. What an awesome time. It was, they were here for a long day. It was a long day. But they showed up early and they, they could, we put together over 300 bags of food. It's a lot. They, they're, they're packaging the little Fritos in each little bag. The two girls out in the hallway, they, they, they were cutting up onions. They put them out in the hallway. So, so they, were, they were packaging onions and sour cream, all this stuff uh, just to bless some people we don't even know. Isn't that awesome? Come on, yeah. And then, and then not only that, we got to go around and we blessed the entire police department, the fire department. We went down. We had people go down and bless the, the, the RV place down here, K-Bar K RV place. We got to go down there. I'm telling you, it was an absolute success. Our first time doing it, so amazing. We can't wait to continue to do that. So we're excited about what we can do in the future. So thank you all so much. And when you see Cassandra, thank her because this was sitting dormant sitting there because I said I'm not doing it God told me to organize it not to run it and then Cassandra came up to me and said hey I think I'm supposed to run that so I said well go ahead and run it and she did because I couldn't even help her I was not here (laughs) it was awesome but I know we had people key people in the background if I missed your name I love you guys I appreciate you just thank you for what we do Uh, it's all about reaching people so and, and that's how we do it so we get to share his love that way uh, and everybody that picked up and tore down everything, all that stuff, uh, just absolutely amazing. And even if it was for one person, that's what you need to understand. He left the 99 to get the one. If one person got blessed yesterday, if one person said, I feel loved yesterday, that matters. It matters to him. I know she's raising her hand right now. I love you. You got a big old smile. You came through. I loved it. And today she's getting touched and, and we, we declare healing over your body. And we're going to believe that. That's Miss Nancy, right? Miss Nancy, yeah. She came through yesterday, and she's here today, and she's being blessed already. And we got to pray for her, and, and man, that's good stuff. So it's all about, yo. So ah, we're making a difference. Everything we do is making, making a difference. So I love this time of year. Who loves this time of year? Yeah, come on. I love this time of year. I, I really do. I love Christmas. Christmas is this time of year, this season. One, I love cold weather. Like if the cold weather could shift two months back and we could have like the January, February weather right now. I think we're getting that right now. So, but it's, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, love the cold weather. Lo- love the fact that I can wear a, a sweatshirt or something and, and be comfortable. But I love the fact that, that this is the time of year when people give. It's the biggest blessing time of the year. Like people literally go around and bless people. Um, Could you imagine what would happen if we actually did that all year long? Like you go back back in the book of Acts, it talks about nobody was in need. They didn't wait for a season to go bless somebody. They didn't wait for a season. They went out and they sold everything they had. And they made sure that everybody in the family was fully blessed. Could you imagine if we lived that way? Like, like we didn't wait for a holiday season to make sure people had food and people had that. But we could just go out and do it every single day. That's what God wants us to do. That's the calling. Okay, so, but I love this season because people do that and they don't even think about it. You know, it's like this moment, okay, let's go out, let's just bless people. 
And then all of a sudden it goes on hold and it goes throughout a whole year, unless you're asked, because we have a lot of people that, that do that throughout the year. But most people, unless they're asked to do something, they're just like, yep, well, Christmas is coming. I'm, I can't wait. Christmas time, I can bless somebody. But man, every single day, if we could do that, how amazing is that? Just to give and bless God's people is absolutely amazing. So um, so I love this time of year because of that. And, and we often forget the meaning of that. We forget the meaning of this time of year. We do. It's, it's easy to happen. It happened to us. It, happened to, it happens to everybody. But this time of year, we get sometimes so wrapped up in gifts and presents and all this stuff uh, for family and, and people. We forget about the true meaning of Christmas, right? So, so it's easy to get caught up in that. It's so easy to just go, well, this and this, and I'm in a bad mood because I don't have anything to give somebody. Well, here's the thing. That's not, the, that's not why Christmas is here. In fact, when I read the Bible, I, I keep going through it, and I, I don't see a whole bunch of people getting gifts. I see Jesus getting blessed. I see them bringing gifts to them. I don't see a whole bunch of people going around blessing everybody else in the town or anybody in their family. It's all about him. Um, so, so that's where I want our spirit to be today. This is going to be a really quick message. I really want to get into this because I do want to talk about the mission. And I, it just happened to land on today, which is awesome. But think about this. Think Today, this morning, what, what you felt this morning was the presence of the Holy Ghost. What you felt this morning was an explosion of what he wants to do. Can you imagine that when, when Isaiah prophesied that, the coming of Jesus, they had to wait 700 years. Could you imagine that? We, we had a couple people come up and, and share a word this morning. Could you imagine the, the, the prophet Isaiah prophesying that the Messiah is coming and then everybody... For 700 years, they're like, where is he? They're not experiencing what we're experiencing. They don't even have a chance. Like, we're living in the time after that. So we get to enjoy that. We don't even know what we have. For 700 years, people were like, hmm, that guy must have been wrong. And we ignore that sometimes. We ignore his presence sometimes. We just take it for granted. We take it for granted what he wants to do in us and in our family and in this world and everything. We just take it for granted. 700 years. That's like grandpa and great-grandpa and great-great-grandpa and great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandpa. That's a lot of years, right? And then you got to think just between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there were 400 years of silence. 400 years of silence. And we have the capability now, we just, I get dreams when I'm sleeping and I can hear from him. I can wake up in the morning and hear from him. I can hear from him everywhere we go. I can walk, I can go walk out of my house and hear from him. There is no silence. And we need, to, we need to really capture that. You need to get that in your heart and understand the time that we live in right now is so powerful because he is speaking freely. He's just waiting for people to say, I wanna hear, use me. He just wants people to, to listen and obey. Before they were just praying that they could hear him. So when I think of Christmas, I think about that. I think that this is the time when, when he was actually born. And I'm not going to get into all the theology of when he was actually born, all that stuff. We're celebrating it right now. So, so that the point of the celebration is to say, this is, the, this is the day that he was born. This is when he came back. This is, this is when he was presented to us. This is when the Savior came. It's when people could start experiencing him again. So don't forget the, the blessings we have. If you want to read all about that, we sang about it. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah done prophesied and talked about my entire sermon, so I'm good. Y'all heard everything I was going to say while she was up there. I appreciate that. You want to know that it's all in Isaiah 9, uh, 6 through 7. But I want to jump right into 
I'm going to share, uh, I'm just going to share kind of the, the story of Jesus. I thought that was kind of important to share during this season. Um, so I'm just going to read through this. And if you haven't read it before, if your kids have ever asked you to read it, open your Bible and read them the story of Jesus. I, there's no other story. Like, like just read them the story of Jesus and say, this is how it happened. And there's so much in the story. I'll break down a little bit of it, but there's a lot in there. So we're going to go to Luke 1, uh, 26 through 35. If you have your Bibles, you can open them. If not, it'll be up on the screen. I'm listening. As soon as Jeff stops, I know it's time. Thanks. Shake them pages, bro. I'd love to hear Bible move. All right. It says, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Remember what's going on here. This is 400 years of silence coming up to this point. How surprised would you be if all you did was read? I'm sure they knew scripture from from the Old Testament. They knew some stuff. But this woman was so faithful, so in tune, that an angel shows up in her house. I mean, right after 400 years of silence, and says you're favored. Like God's favor's on you. And she, she was young. She was young. And it says she was confused and disturbed. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. She didn't think about why are you here? I would have been offered like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> like, why are you in my house? Like, why, why are we having a conversation? No, she was, she was actually confused and disturbed. Mary, Mary tried to think of what the angel could mean. Because all she heard was that greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Just, and he says, don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. In a time when it was a whole lot harder to worship than it is now. Because of her heart, because of her her heart posture and her position with him still being number one in her heart, she had found favor with him. It says, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Hmm. His kingdom will never end. It's been stated. It will never end. So we don't have to worry about that. Don't let that bother you. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he'll be called the Son of God. Come on, y'all. The, did you hear? Did said, the, said the Holy Spirit will come. The same gift that we're given in Acts later on when Jesus says, I must go and then, and then I will send a helper, the Holy Spirit, to come down. Here you already see the Holy Spirit moving. And this is back before he was even born. The Holy Spirit came upon her and blessed her to have a child. So let's jump down to Luke 2, 1 through 20. Luke 2, 1 through 20. Says at that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. 
and this was the first census taken when Quirinius, Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for the census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ascent, uh, ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. Lots of things in there. This, this, this is like a family reunion. Think about it. Everybody's got to go back and sign up. Everybody's got to be in the same place to sign up. Everybody's got to be there. So people are traveling from all over the place. And family reunions are sometimes they ain't the greatest thing in the world. But they all come back and they're all there. He's making sure everybody's present. Right? Huge family, massive gathering of people. Probably a celebration. I don't know about you. We get together with family. We celebrate. What's that? <laughs> we celebrate. Right? And here's the thing, David, uh, um, here Joseph brought Mary with him, even though the fact that this young lady is bearing a child that is not his. This is in a time when that was completely wrong and anybody else would have disgraced her, but he had an encounter. It's so funny how much an encounter will change everything. It's so funny how an encounter will wreck your world and give you boldness and give you confidence to walk forth. We've been talking about this for months. Right? So he has an encounter that actually says, you know what, you're going to love her and that's going to be good. And he says, absolutely I will. So this is totally against the grain. I love going against the grain. You had not figured that out. It's fun to be the people that go against the grain. It says, and while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel from the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. I just like to stop right there. They have not experienced this either. They're in a field and it says, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, surrounded them, saturated them, filled them up. I'm telling you, they were getting so filled up they couldn't resist it. That's how powerful it is. You want to say something? You get This family, y'all, if you walk up front, I call you out. He said he was a bright and shiny star today, the North Star. <laughs> I had to call you out then if you're going to be a star. <laughs> but yeah, think about that. They are getting so saturated. And it says they were terrified, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. Right? He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped in snugly, wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger. Man, and I think about this and I'm just going, wow. The glory of the Lord. How important is it that we seek his presence? How important is it that, that we come in fully expecting his presence every time, that we come in and just surrender our hearts to him so that we can feel his glory and get saturated with that? Because I love what happens to them because, because that's the cool part and that's where I'm going to tie in everything we've just gone through. So they're engulfed in the, in the presence of the Lord. 
It says, suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God has pleased. An army. Just imagine an army. And not like a small army. <laughs> a vast army. They're in a field. Could you imagine looking up and just seeing the entire, like stars, the entire sky filled with angels and they're all praising Jesus. Come on, y'all. Like this is a powerful moment. You don't forget that. So sometimes there's a presence in the room and you get touched by the Holy Ghost and you'll never forget it. It's an encounter. And these guys were getting touched. They're being encountered. Things are happening inside of them. And they didn't know what to do with it. So when the angels returned to heaven, the shepherds just, you know, said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem and let's go see this thing that has just happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried to the village, found Mary and Joseph, and there was the baby lying in the manger. After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about the child. So after the encounter, after the presence, after his glory saturates them, they go out and they told everyone. That's pretty cool. And this, I guess it's kind of personal, but there's probably a lot of people in here that's been touched. A lot of people in here has been encountered by the Lord. Has had, a, has had that encounter, a holy touch by the Lord that has changed you forever. And you can probably put your finger on it. You can probably think about it in your heart. How many times have you taken that to everyone? And said, let me share what the Lord's done inside of me. Let me tell you how much he loves me. In fact, let me tell you how much he loves you. How many times have you done that? That, that touch, that encounter wasn't just for you. Like we tend to think, man, thank you, Lord. That was so good. Awesome. I'm walking whole and I'm walking free and this is great. And he goes, no, 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 no. Yeah, that was a, they, the encounter was the one step for you. But now, like a flood, Right? All the earth, all the creatures, everything is, is, is just waiting, right? For the sons and daughters to recognize who they are. That ain't going to happen unless we share the word. That's not going to happen if we don't go out and love people. And for some of you, that loving people is right here. It could be in your town. It could be at work. It could be at school. It could be anywhere. And for some of you, that, that loving people goes way beyond the borders of this city, beyond the borders of the state, beyond the borders of the nation. It stretches out across the world. And that's what we just got to experience. We just took eight people to Mexico. Every one of them shared their testimony. And every time they shared it, people were getting wrecked, like weeping, crying, because it set people free knowing that God would help you. And if he'll do that for you, you mean he'll do it for me? Yes. It's the power of a testimony. It's the power, you don't even have, look, you, you don't have to know everything about the Bible to go tell somebody how you've encountered him. In fact, I'd rather you not know everything about the Bible when you go tell somebody, because I don't want you overanalyzed. I just want to be like, no, no, you showed up in a room and touched me and I was healed and he loved me and he hugged me. And people will go, can that really happen? Yeah, it happened to me, I don't know. Walking, living proof. And that's what we got to do in Mexico. And we take that for granted. Sometimes we just, get touched and we go thank you Lord but man if everybody went out and just told somebody hey he loves you 
because, man, because he loves you. People understand that. That is a, a love will break any language beer barrier out there. We're down there. Look, this is my biggest problem. I, I'm a talker, y'all. And I can't speak Spanish. So everybody I want to love, all I can do is love on them. I can just hug them and be like, I do love you. You don't understand that, but I love you. Jesus loves you. And they're like, okay. He even put me on an airplane with a guy that didn't speak, didn't speak English. So I rode the whole time. I can't even talk to this guy. I was like, Lord, why do you want me to be quiet? Like this. And then the one American, she slept the whole time. I was like, nobody sleeps that long on an airplane and doesn't wake up. I just want to tell her that the Lord loves her. I'm like, yeah, American, come on. She was sleeping before we took off. I think she saw it in my eyes. She's like, that's a talker. Put your earbuds in. Turn your your iPad on. He'll leave you alone. Close your eyes and just sit there. He'll leave you alone. I did. Right till the end. Then I told her that she was talking in her sleep and she turned red. Like, you know, you talk in your sleep. I'm just saying, you're saying all kinds of stuff. (laughs) <laughs> it was just that good, y'all. So we, we took eight people down there to Mexico. and came, I, I, It's so important. We, we planned for this trip. Um, and some people planned more than others. There, we had some people that fasted before they left. Um, one heard from the Lord and said, we should all get baptized again. And we all did. The point was to walk in obedience. The point was to seek him with all of our heart and go down there so filled up with him that people just couldn't resist it. It didn't matter where you went. Like, it was just on you. And it just, had, we, we would go into so many different places and, and because of how we were prepared, and we didn't do like a lot. We didn't like get together multiple times and say, do special prayers and do this. We just showed up expecting every Sunday. We had, we had a routine built in us that allowed us to walk down and share the gospel. Okay, so that was the really cool part. Um, so we were prepared. We were in unity together. Unity is so important uh, th- that you do it together. It's so powerful when you get to do that. So I want to share a whole bunch about this because I know I can talk forever about it. Um, but I'd rather fill in, I guess, where they leave it out. So what I want to do uh, is invite up one at a time. I've asked them to come up and share. Everybody that went. So yeah, if you're like, well, hey, uh, is this going to be a quicker service? No, just hang on. You got next week off. I got to make up for next week, this week. (laughs) But you need to hear what God, look, we didn't go there for them only. Like, I'm sure that everything we talked about touched some people. But we also went there because everybody that went there also got changed. They received something from them. And that's so important. So I want them to share this morning. So I want to call them up. I guess I'll just start first. Holly, you want to share first? Okay, I, I got a mic for you. And I'm just going to ask him this. I asked him not to do, this is not a long thing. So, I, you know, I just told him I want you to share your aha moment or whatever you want. And I'll sit here so I can take the mic if I need to take the mic. Yeah, now, you got to understand, these guys are seasoned now. Like, like, they talk in front of people that don't understand them. They love on people that they've never seen before. They've been touched in a different way. And because of that, they have boldness now. And because of that, it was shared to me how how important that's going to be in our church, that everybody that went down there 
uh, how that's going to help that flood and that eruption in this church is because people are being touched. So, Holly, I'll let you share a little bit. Hola. <laughs> Hang on. That's the funniest thing. No, you keep that. Everywhere we went, I called her Dora. We're all trying to be like, you know, buenas noches, buenos dias. Hey, and she's like, hola. <laughs> Everywhere, the brightest, shiniest person you could find anywhere was what she was. And we were laughing the whole time. So go ahead, Dora. Keep going. Uh, so um, I was praying on what to say. So the best thing that came to me was I'd just read an entry in my journal. Um, so it's from Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. And it is short. I'll do it fast. Um, I feel I was truly blessed today. Most of the group went hiking up on the mountain to visit with some sisters, while I, Pastor Bo, Miss Rachel, Miss Sharon, and Josh went to see a brother in the village. A beautiful family, a husband, a wife, two daughters, twin babies, and another baby. They prepared food for us, and we sat down at the table, talking as if we were family. Afterwards, we sat in a semicircle sharing. The thing about this brother is that he was a teacher, and in villages, they are very influential. When they speak, people listen. He was a strong, well-put-together man. I shared being led to share mostly about my struggles with alcohol. I finished, and Pastor Bo asked if he had any questions or anything he wanted to say. And the brother spoke up. He said, I, too, struggle with the demon of alcohol. His tears, his eyes filled with tears as he spoke. He spoke of his hurt for hurting his family. I teared up too because I knew his pain all too well. Also, he shared, and then Joshua and Pastor Bo began to share scripture on no condemnation. I became excited, filled with an overwhelming joy as I watched what I felt was a broken man being healed. Hearing that you are not alone, hearing that Jesus still loves you and always will, changes everything. If we got this man in the village to believe that he too could spread the words and others could be saved. Don't get me wrong, I loved every part of the Mexico trip. I've never felt the spirit as I had before. The hunger for God and the generosity of these people, that these people had for God is amazingly beautiful. The scenery was breathtaking. Getting to sit by so many wonderful teachers and people listening and learning has been riveting. And I laughed, oh, how I had laughed. But my favorite day was today. I felt at home. The love of God had truly made us family. His struggle was my struggle. My struggle was his. We teared up and we laughed. I could not believe how something so unplanned moved together so smoothly. If I've learned anything, it's that God loves us all and truly loves that one. Only God could bring a woman from the United States to meet a man in Mexico. Two flights, many days, tons of driving, mucho people. <laughs> and today I found that one reason I was called to come to Mexico. Yes, yes, he's good. So I urge you, if you feel called to go to the nations, go. I had no clue why I wanted to go, perhaps for the adventure, or perhaps I just wanted to know to love on people. Maybe both. One thing is for sure, although I didn't know why, God did. I will leave you with this. We don't pray for God's blessing to simply bask in his shine. God's grace, blessing, and shine isn't a possession. It's a mission. We long for God's blessing so that we can pour it out on the world, however that looks like. 
Whether it's going, praying, or giving, they're all needed. Thank you. Come on. So I'm sure y'all don't want to leave because we got a couple more. Uh, but you need to understand, though, if you don't know us, this is what we had a couple people on the, on the plane ride back. You know, Holly was sharing what we did. And the, and the lady goes, oh, did like, what did you do there? Did you like, you know, what did you, I think she was talking about, did you go in and do a project or something? And we're like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. We're, we're not going into a project. We're going in to, to, to change a culture. So, so our job is to just go sit with people and love on people and show, not, not go in and, and, you know, build a house or dig a well. Not that that's not needed. All those things are needed, but that wasn't our mission. Our mission was to go love on people. So that was pretty cool. Let's see. Aaron, you want to share it, brother? Come on. You're the next one. He brought his Bible. I love this. I'm glad this was... He said quick, so <laughs> it's to say I'm not, I'm not a public speaker, but if Jesus tells you to speak in public, then you are a public speaker, right? So uh, what's most important is, is just for me to say the, the talk to y'all about the lessons that I, I learned. That's the most important thing. I want to talk about the scenery and the, this, the market and all that stuff. That's, that's, not, what, uh, that's not what's going to change. It has changed my life, you know, change, change your life. Um, it's the preparation the preparation every single day if you're coming here and just and just raising your hands on sunday morning you're missing out you're missing out on the power that the lord has for you um you know we talked about power up here during during praise and worship bringing the power down well i know y'all can agree with me that there's a difference between power and potential a lot of us have the potential you know when you give your life to christ yeah you you got that power but if you're just living in it just once a week that all you have is potential you have this potential to do something, but you really don't have that power. And in a verse, a couple of verses that came to mind real quick, um, Acts 19:13. a group of Jews was traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits. They tried to use the name of the Lord Jesus in their incarnation, saying, I command you in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a leading priest, were doing this. But one time when they tried it, the evil spirit replied, I know Jesus. And I know Paul, but who are you? They didn't have power, did they? They knew the power that Jesus had. Jesus had power. And Paul had power. But they didn't have the power. So that just lets us know that just because you give your life to Christ and raise your hands up on Sunday or whatever, doesn't mean that you have all this power. There's something that you do to gain this power. And it's not just once a week. Or whenever you go to church, twice a week even. It has to be an everyday thing. And this is a lesson that I learned. I was stagnant before I went. I really was. And God convicted me of that. Um, he wants us to go on the attack. What I would do when I would get under spiritual attack is just try to hold on tight like I'm in a hurricane. And just cover up like a boxer does when he's getting whooped by another boxer. And if you're that boxer that's doing the attack and you see the guy ball up like this, well... <laughs> You know you're not getting knocked out. You just get there and unload on them. But God's told me, don't ball up no more. Go on the attack. Yeah. I didn't know how to do this, though. A lot of us don't know how to do this. You know, we read and, it, well, maybe we got a veil over our eyes sometimes. There's a way to go do it. The way you attack, it's every single day. I will not leave the house now 
without feeling the Holy Spirit to go to work or whatever. And if a customer calls me, they want me to show up early. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I cannot leave the house without turning on the praise and worship music, sitting down, praying, going on my face. That's, that's humility. And that's what Jesus loves. He loves that obedience. And so every single morning, it has to be an everyday thing. You see so many times in the New Testament, Jesus took off to go pray. And there's people, there's crowds chasing after him. But he he ran away from him sometimes because he had to, he knew he had to boost up. He had to go off and pray. And it wasn't just one little, Jesus, give me, Lord, God, Father, give me strength. And then then he's on. No, he prayed fervently with tears in his eyes. When When he was in the garden praying, it says he was bleeding, bleeding out of his face. He prayed intense. And so that's the difference between power and potential. I've seen the potential, but now we've seen the power when we go down there. And it's because every single morning we'd wake up early before the sun comes up and we would pray and we would earnestly seek his face. It wasn't a religious thing. He broke the chains of religion and broke all these rules and stuff in my life that I was nervous about doing. He just wants you to be obedient. And, and, and there's no credit to us, no, no hand clapping towards us. It's all towards God, the lessons that he's given us. And it's just about obedience. The easiest thing, and it's free. Just say yes. Just say yes. And he doesn't, he's not going to tell you everything in life that you need to do. He's going to walk with you slowly and just give you the strength day by day sometimes. But I encourage you guys, make it an everyday thing. It's one thing to read about it. It's one thing to, to, to talk about it. But it's another thing to actually do it. And God wants us to be obedient and do it every single day. Don't leave the house until you're saturated with, saturated with the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? Putting on praise and worship music. Praying. Crying out to God. And if you don't know what to pray for, if, if you're doing pretty good and most of your stuff is met, pray for other people or just scream out the name of Jesus multiple times and tell him, yes, I will do what you want me to do today. And when you're obedient, oh, dude, he changes some things. So go on the attack now. No more balling up and oh, I'm under spiritual attack. I'm going to hold on until, or I'm going to get somebody else to pray for me. You can pray for yourself. There's nothing wrong with getting other people to pray for you, but you can pray for yourself because if you're, if you're walking in, in obedience to Jesus, you have the spirit inside of you. And in the name of Jesus, Satan, get behind me. In the name of Jesus, let the Lord rebuke Satan. He has no hold on your life, but you have to go on the attack. I just balled up, and I'm getting bruised and beat up and trying to hold on, but now we're going to go on the attack every single day. We'll not leave the house without feeling the Holy Spirit and ushering him, in, ushering him into our lives. Um, we talked about a, a burst. Um, God said when we were talking about this burst, this wave, he said, I wanted to do this a long time ago. He doesn't, he's not a forceful father. He's a good, good father. And he wants us to ask for these things. And now that he's seen a little more obedience permeating through the church, now he's ready to put this burst through. But he could have done it years ago. He wanted to do it years ago, but he didn't want to force himself on us. And so obedience. You don't have to just sit and wait for the Lord. You can bring it down. Because he, he, he wants that. He wants the good things. If it's good for us, he wants to give it to us. Ezekiel said he wishes that nobody perishes. He wants good for all of us. And so we can call it down. We just need to stop playing around and stop playing church. And finally, the last thing, the last thing was something that really, really hit me, and I'll never forget this, 
is that if if you 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 claim that you love God, you claim that you love people, you claim that you have the love of Jesus, the love of the Holy Spirit in your heart, and you love everybody in the world, and why aren't you telling people about what God's done for you every day? If you really love somebody, you really love people, post office, the laundromat, Walmart, why aren't you telling these people about what Jesus has done for you? If you really love them, if you really love God, it needs to be, again, a daily thing. And he's convicting me about that. I always said, I want to go, I want to go to the Middle East. I want to go to Africa to preach the gospel. He's like, yeah, but you're not doing it here. You know? And so some of you guys may be maybe pricked in your heart that I would love to do this. I'd love to go overseas. And it, well, he wants you to be obedient here first. That's what he told me. Cause I'm trying to figure out God, where do you want me to go? What country, what continent or whatever? He said, go back to Prattville and prove yourself worthy. And if you're going to go back to Prattville and you're not telling everybody about what God has done for you, cause I've got an amazing testimony that God pulled me out of the grave. And if I'm not telling everybody about this that I possibly can, then I don't love them and I don't love my creator. And why would he send me somewhere else if I'm not showing myself worthy here? And so that's all of our missions. He said at the end of Matthew, go into the world and make disciples of everybody. And that's not just, that's not just a certain calling for people. That's all of us. All of us every day, every week when we get an opportunity. And, and when you leave before in the morning, ask God, give me an opportunity to share Send people my way, and I'm going to be obedient, and I'm going to do this from here on out. We need to be doing it every single day. Tell people about what God's done for you. It's not just some special holy person, a pastor's job, or a missionary's job. We are all missionaries. Wherever you're at, that's your mission field. At your work, in your neighborhood, wherever you go, you take the Holy Spirit with you. That's your mission field. And so it has to be done every single day. It starts here. God told me, he said, you go back to Prattville. And tell everybody, it needs to start in your home. You're the priest of your home. It needs to start in your trailer park that you live in. It needs to start everywhere with your customers at work. Prove yourself worthy. And then watch what I'm going to do for you later on in life. I'll answer all those other questions, the details and stuff like that. We're not worried about that right now. Right now what we're worried about is being, being found worthy here, where you are at. And if you can be found worthy where you're at, then, then he can do something wild, even crazier things that blow, blow your mind. So it starts here. Start telling people about Jesus. You're all missionaries. All of us are called to be missionaries, according to the Matthew. Thank you very much, guys. Hey, uh, let me introduce everybody to Aaron. <laughs> you have not known him in a little while. Uh, uh, He's changed a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> you know, I really want to share this because I told him this while we were down there. It wasn't even a year ago he was up on that cross. His mom and dad put him on that cross because they wanted him in church less than a year ago. And we prayed over that cross. We've been praying. I told him when we were down there, I said, man, I've been praying for you for a long time. He goes, why would you tell me? <laughs> so what you see right there, that's one year. Come on. Miss <laughs> Sharon, you want to come share?
about, there wasn't one defining aha. It was a whole combination of the whole week. Everything. The whole experience. Um, just the simplicity of the people that are so poor. But they love you anyway. They open their hearts to you. They hug you. They smile. They feed you. And they're so happy. And they honor us. We're outsiders. We came into their country. But they honored us every time we met, went anywhere, no matter where we went. And they don't have churches like we do. They have little tents, home churches, whatever it may be. Just like the place we went where Holly shared, I shared a man's home. Just a simple family. And he was so humble when she shared. And then he, he gave his testimony. It was just a whole combination of things. And it got me to thinking on the way back home and when we got here, we seemed so greedy. It's Christmas. And for me, why are we running around buying gifts? We can't afford or don't need. Why are we killing ourselves to go buy things, to go shopping in crowds when we don't even want to be there? To do something for someone else, for kids that are going to take a toy, play with it for five minutes, and then it's gone. Why are we doing that? Yeah, in Mexico, they have their idols. And like Holly said, very good, Holly. They show their idols off. They carry them around in their arms. But we hide our idols, and we hide them well. So one thing I've learned, I don't want to be like that anymore. Jesus is the only reason for this season. Not gifts, not trees, not decorations, not any of those things. Only Jesus. If it weren't for him, we wouldn't even be here. We wouldn't have been in Mexico. We wouldn't have gotten blessed by those people. We think we went to bless them. That's not it. They blessed us more than we can even imagine. So I just leave that with you. Uh, I remember when I told her, they left it up to me and the Holy Ghost to decide when people spoke. So we had a conference with about 12 churches, they said, show up. And right before we got there, I was like, hey, by the way, God said you're supposed to speak. <laughs> she was like, hmm. But she went up and she did an amazing job sharing her testimony. Uh, absolutely wonderful. So thank you, Miss Sharon. We needed a mama on that trip. If not, we would have got crazy. All right. Let's see. James, you want to come on up?
Morning, saints. Ah, hallelujah. I just want to get an honor to God, first of all, just for allowing us to go on the trip. It was truly a blessing, and uh, I thank Jesus for allowing me to go out and just share my testimony and uh, just share the love of Jesus to all of the, the culture. And uh, most people don't understand the culture of, um, of Mexico. It's more Indian culture. And so my moment that, um, that really touched me is when at Bo's house, actually no, Brandon's house, when we get up early in the morning and spend time, two to three hours of praying, and we was on one accord when he's praying. Everybody's on their knees, just worshiping the Lord, watching the, you know, watching the sunrise and just spending time and just filling ourselves up. And so we got to the first location. It was Tuesday. That was a powerful service. We prayed that morning. And so when the service came, uh, I think Pastor Bo, Bo preached. And so when he preached and people came forward, to see the Holy Spirit work. I'm talking about the, they were falling out. That's the power of the Holy Spirit being prayed up. But we changed the atmosphere. All right, so we changed it because of prayer. Spending time worshiping the Lord and then getting out, getting filled up with the Holy Spirit. And just, so the power, we brought the power in. And so I believe that when we stepped in, we ushered God's presence. And uh, the Holy Holy Spirit showed up. I'm talking about, they was on the ground laying out past. I like, Oh, Lord, look at this. <laughs> Lord, look at the power of God. And uh, this, this was the first two days. This was uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. And um, just to see the power of God really work and just to spend time with my brothers and sisters in prayer was needed. We needed that. And um, so when we came, when we left here, we all got baptized. God put it on my heart that we get baptized all together and take communion together before we leave. They give us, to give us the power we need so when we go out there to be able to change lives. And we was actually able to change because of the power of God. It's nothing that we did. It's just we surrendered. That's all. When you surrender and make yourself available, God can use us, can use you when you make yourself available. And so the last thing I'll share is that we had to, for the culture, we had to endure some things. We had to, we had to die to self. Trust me, we had to die to self. And so, and they, the only way they loved on us is um, before we do every service, is we would have a meal. I remember that first meal. I mean, they load the place down and they sit there and watch you. They watch you eat. And so they want to make sure you know. So we already knew that we had to be joyful, even though it's something we didn't even, you know, we had to die to self. All right, so we had to die each, each time. Every time we ate a meal, we had to die. Like, Lord, I don't know if I can take no more of this here. And I'm already, I can't eat much, but, um, yes, we all struggle through that part. But, you know, it just opened my eyes that, you know, when you die to self, you know, for the love of the people and just, the, you know, they give all they got. I mean, they put it all, they put their all into that one meal. They'll, you know, spend their last on that meal and just to, to show their appreciation. And, um, I, yeah, I just, it melted my heart that they gave it all. And that's what we should do here. We should be able to give our all in everything that we do, and we surrender. And so, and that's my yeah. That was my aha moment. That really, the meals. That really, um, I'm still I'm still trying to gain my appetite back. So. <laughs> now. He said the portions were big, but I'm a little heavier than he is. So I was like, that's a pretty decent sized portion. You know, Jamie's stomach's probably about this big. But yeah, every time after a meal, he was like, oh, whew, brother. I was like, just eat it down. 
eat, you know, somebody had the idea, well, I'm going to eat it slow. I said, no, eat it as fast as you can. <laughs> when you eat it slow, you fill up more. So I'm like, as fast as you can, shovel it in. Eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it, eat it. Don't even taste it. Eat it and move on. So, Tammy, you want to come up and share? the shy one of the bunch I mean like really oh I'm not I have to sit down because like James said you know we that food was is still working on us <laughs> so I want to share with you what my experience there was um freedom and deliverance there was so much freedom that I was blessed with for myself um it was difficult but even though we didn't speak the, the, the language or didn't know much about the cultural, um, it was so much love and so much of the power of the Holy Spirit was in every place we went. I was saturated. I was able to be delivered myself at a lot of things I had been struggling with. Um, and just to see what little they had, they was willing to sacrifice to show us that freedom that they had it was they was happy it was everywhere we went I felt the the peace was everywhere we went and I'm here thinking okay we're gonna get here we're gonna pray for them we're gonna do this we're gonna do that but it was they was at peace and I felt that I was and I'm like wow that's how God showed me well Tammy you need to live in peace and freedom and be delivered and we often find ourselves, like Miss Sharon, piggybacking off what you said earlier, we get so consumed in the lifestyle we live, and they're so happy. They are just so at peace with everything they're going through, and they're not. We assume that, because like Pastor DJ had said when we go over there, you know, we're blessing with something, but they was just thankful just to have them in, in, uh, in their presence. And one particular moment, I had a lady that just touched my heart. I just wanted to just wrap her up in my arms and take her back home with me. I really did. And I kept telling uh, uh, Pastor Rachel, please, can I just take her home? I just want to take her home and take care of her. But the story of her was she she lived in a village close to Pastor Rachel and DJ. I mean, sorry, um, Pastor Bo. And... Her son, her husband had just left her two days before she was to have her leg amputated. And he left her and she was having neighbors and friends to take care of her. And then he convinced her because she had been saved by the Holy Spirit and now she's a Christian where her son had began to be called um, the hallelujah mama because his mama worshiped God and he was being teased a lot he's a grown man he was being teased because he was oh that's your mom she's the hallelujah woman so he convinced her to sell her home and move in with him and to take care of her and when I got to her home I was saturated it hit me so hard she was in almost like a cell room he had painted the windows black. She was in a bed and she had no depends or anything. She had a pad. Her medicine was the size of a makeup kit and she took 75 or more pills a day. And she was hungry 
And her son and her daughter-in-law said to her, it's either the food or your medicine. That touched me, but she had the brightest smile in the midst of everything she was going through. And that reminded me of me in the midst of everything I go through. I still have a smile. But we never know the struggles that each and every one of us go through every day. But we've told to put a mask on, to put that fake smile on, to carry that. But are we free from it? Will we ever be delivered from it? From that, it impacted me to look and examine myself. And do I have that freedom? Do I have, am I delivered? And so my goal is with her, I had told Pastor uh, uh, Rachel and the young lady that I met that just me and her just connected, even though we didn't speak the language, she was in tears when I left. And she was like, Miss Tammy, I couldn't even sleep. She translated. And I don't know if you guys seen on Facebook and she, she just touched my heart. And I told her from, for every month, I will be sending things to this lady because we have to be limited to what we send because her son would only let us change your bed. I was around there trying to sweep and I wanted to mop and then Pastor Rachel says, no, Tammy, you can't. We can only have the opportunity just to make her bed up. We can't do anything else for her. So that was even harder. So just to see what the, the love and the, the uh, and she kept saying, I, I, you know, I, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. I'm, I want to be, you know, she wants to have her ashes spread back in her hometown. But just to see that in the midst of the storm that she's continued to go through, but she has a testimony at the same time, but she is being delivered from that because God is going to deliver each and every one of us in the midst of our storms that we go through. And I'm going to, if you don't mind, DJ, uh, Pastor DJ, I'm just going to share a little of my testimony because that's where I'm going to get my freedom from. Because I struggled with this when Pastor DJ told us. I was like... I'm a very private person. Yeah. I don't share. But I think this is for someone in this room today to hear my testimony. Maybe several of us. But how can we be de delivered from that and have that freedom? I grew up in a missionary home. I went out and spread the gospel each and every day. And I started to listen to what people thought of me. And that changed my life. And as the Bible says, you know, the, the power of the tongue lies death. Can be cut like a two-edged sword. That's what I struggle with because my family and my, my church family told me that I was cut from a different cloth. And each year, as I'm as a child growing up, the enemy started to attack my mind. And I started to believe it because I didn't want to be different. I wanted to blend in with everybody else because I didn't want to be cut from a different cloth. And as I got older, I fell into depression, suicidal. I tried to take my life several times. I became homeless several times. I lived in shelters. My own father said I would never amount to anything. And at the age of 24 years old, 24 years old, my church kicked me out because I had sex before marriage and gave birth to a beautiful son 
My family disowned me. My father tried to take my life at 24 years old and my unborn child. I continued to spiral down into depression. I still continued to take my own life because I didn't feel I was worthy. But the enemy says, you're not, you would never be anything. But God kept telling me, you are, you are cut from my cloth. I designed you for who you are. You are my image, not that of man. And that's what we fall short at. We get so trapped in our minds of what other people think of us, how other people look at us, the way we dress, the way we talk. We get into that mindset and we lose the focus of our, on our Savior and our designer who created us to minister to people, to go out and spread the word because he gave his life for us. So we're afraid of doing that because he gave his life for us. Why are we afraid of man? Because they have not given us anything. But we get caught into that trap. So I kept saying to myself and praying and continue to say, I am blessed. I am highly favored. I am an imitator of Christ who created me. But again, the enemy kept telling me, no, you're not worthy. So what I did was, as I got older, I says, I am going back to church. I am not going to allow the enemy to stop. But then here's the catch to that. The enemy is also in the church in our minds. Because I continue to do so much as I do here <laughs> at the church. I became uh, a, a vacation Bible school teacher. I was over the choir. I praised dance. I was the president of the usher club. I did everything at church. And my church family told me they let anybody do anything in church now. That made me feel so less worthy. Every time I got up and spoke, oh, here she goes again. She got something else to say. I started to spiral back down to depression. I can be in church sitting and I can hear people mummering behind me with the negativity. I had talked to my pastor several times about it and I said, enough is enough. You know, it was it got to the point so bad because I'm a high spirit person, just how I am here. Nothing has changed about me. But I thought it was. I'm like, what am I doing so wrong? All I want to do is hear the gospel of Jesus and when to go out and minister to other people about it. And I can't even do that in my own family church. So I decided, I talked to my pastor at the time, and I said, I'm leaving. I got up and I spoke and I told everyone in the congregation, I said, I love each and every one for, of you guys. And there was nothing I wouldn't do for you because I know the love of Jesus is in my heart. And I will continue to imitate him and be in his image. And I left the church. I continued to spiral down into depression. And the last time I tried to take my life, God woke me up the next day. I had checked into a hotel. And I said, this is it. I'm done. I've done everything I can in my power. 
and I took some sleeping pills and I said, I'm not, I know, this is it. I called the few people I knew to talk to and say goodbye. It went on deaf ear to them as well. And then at that point, I went to sleep. But God had another plan for me. He woke me up the next day and I'm like, darn. <laughs> but I'm so glad and so thankful because I got to see the spirit of the Lord that is still within me. It's deep down in all of you, but you have to have that freedom and deliverance. You can get up and preach and hallelujah all day, but it is not bedded in your heart and your mind that who your savior is and who your designer is of you who created you, it won't go no further than to deaf ear. So you got to have that freedom first. You got to be delivered from that. So that is what the trip impacted my life. I didn't go down there, which I thought, to bless others, but I wound up being blessed. So I tell each and every one of you guys today to search deep down in your hearts and see how God can change and deliver you out of any addiction, any situation that you're in, or anything that you're struggling with. Always look to him, don't matter what the enemy says about you, because you are all created in Christ. And I want to thank each and every one of you for letting me be the spirit of person that I am. And this is what a family looks like. I can say the first time in my life, well, second time, because when my mom passed, you guys was all there for me two years ago. But this is what a family supposed to look like. Don't matter how good, bad, ugly, indifference that we may have, but we come together with the kingdom and Christ in our hearts. Thank you. Y'all doing okay? We're almost done. She's not a public speaker, though. I found that out about a lot of people. A lot of people ain't public speakers. Let me tell you. Uh, Burr, come on up. I call her Burr, you know. welcome. So I've really been thinking about what I'm going to say about this because there was a whole lot that happened down there. And really, he just told me as my mind spin and he's like, you're just going to have to tell him how you felt. And I got wrecked every single day that I'm there. I mean, I was a mess. I cried all the time. You could have opened the window and I saw the mountains and I'm like crying because God whispered something to me. <laughs> there was no difference. Um, I guess my aha moment was every single day, and he's really given me the ability to kind of see the big picture and the themes that he's presenting and what's happening in this trip, and it was just family. The whole time he's shown me how important family is and how important love is, and the family within these eight people that went that I was given on this entire trip. Um, at one point, we're all sitting in the van, and I think Bo and Rachel were driving, and we're going to like our first stop, and we're all super revved up, like ready to go. And we're all having deep conversations and we just start praying. Like it was just a whole prayer team for a solid 40 minutes in the van. Everyone's like, hey, I got this to pray about. So we start praying against it. We're, we're praying for him. I spoke about my mom. 
Um, Mm -hmm. Some people had siblings we're praying for. And in that moment, I'm just like, this is what family does. Like God's showing me how we're all just, just getting to know each other. We're like day two and on this trip and we're just praying for each other, sharing these deep things. Um, One of the places we stayed at was like, a mini missions resort. So I'm in a I'm in a room with Holly, Tammy and Sharon and we're all sitting on these bunk beds talking to each other and previous to this trip I really had my mom on my heart and she's been in my prayers for a while. Um and as we're sitting in the room I'm just looking around and God's like I like I blessed you with these moms. Like you are not alone, you are not absent of a mother. Like look at all these women around you that just love you and they really did y'all. Um one day we're sitting there praying in the living room. I mean, this just happens everywhere. I could have been in the bathroom and been speaking to Jesus. I mean, he's just showing me everything. So we're sitting in the living room and uh, before we're leaving for the day and we're worshiping and we're praying and God told me I was there to restore my family. And God told me that I was not going to get what I wanted until I learned how to fix what I had. Um, not only does that start with the family biologically that I have, but the family in this house and the people I've yet to really get to know and connect with because there's so many of y'all. And each and every one of you are a big reason that I'm here today and a big reason as to um, why I'm still on this walk and why I have the faith that I have and why I went to Mexico. So I'm just super thankful that he showed me that. And um, today, actually, is my 300-day sober mark, which I find really awesome. I love you, Holly. <laughs> when we were at the trip at one point, I just looked at Holly, and I'm like, Holly, you just remind me so much of my mom. <laughs> like, if she was saved, she would be her. <laughs> but really, I just want to thank everyone for your support. Um, he did. He just showed me a lot of love and a lot of family on that trip, and I'm so thankful. Uh, everywhere we went, people were just blessing us with food, blessing us with their presence, with their words. Um, I got to share my testimony like four times when I was over there, and each time, it wrecked myself even more. I'm not sure how, how many people got touched by mine, but I touched myself, I guess. By sharing. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you. Hey. Whew. I tell you, it's amazing what a year can do with people. Just letting y'all know. Oh. All right. Alex? Come on up, Alex. Alex is our short-winded brother. (laughs) Dios te bendiga. Gracias, Cristo. Hallelujah. I'm going to come over here. Since since I don't have um, the translator here, can I get extra time? (laughs) <laughs> oh. uh, he, he said uh, the shock collar on me <laughs> don't shock me right now <laughs> it's too early <laughs> I didn't start it yet oh let me take oh, oh yeah take that off while you're taking that off I'm gonna just share real quick so I told so I told them I said hey guys you're gonna have about 10 minutes to share uh, when you go up, because there's a whole service. I said, so prepare about a 10-minute conversation. And we had to stop him at 52 minutes. 
as he was pulling Mama Rachel up to sing a song <laughs> so that he could pray for everybody. <laughs> it was so awesome. Yes. So go ahead, brother. Yes, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Whew. Man, I've been dealing you from a long time up there on that corner. <laughs> Can somebody bring a popcorn for him? Have a seat and enjoy. I'm going to take a little longer. <laughs> oh, that was a wonderful time. Praise God. Praise God. We were all up there. It, it brought us not only, um, uh, you know, uh, close to the people up there in Mexico, but it brought us uh, together. Like, as a family, you know, we have uh, uh, definitely... Um, it, it brings a bond between uh, each and every one of us. And we shared a lot of good things with each other. Uh, one day I remember that we were, uh, uh, we had a service, and uh, end of the service, it was too late, and we were going back home, and pastor told me, can you share that story of uh, Jaguar? And I said, man, I got to, I, I got to, get that script ready in my head and I was able to do it and the road was quiet and uh, we were in, on the mountains and uh, bumpy road and uh, I tried my best to give them the whole story like a real story and uh, that was that and uh, even though one time uh, we were coming back to US on our way back home uh, in the plane, we had to fill out the custom form that uh, the brother Aaron was right in front of my uh, uh, my seat. And uh, one of the questions was, uh, uh, "Do you did you bring any livestock back?" And uh, he he asked me, turned back and asked me, uh, "Alex, did you bring any livestock back?" I said, "Yes, you brought me." <laughs> Jack, yes. <laughs> I, I, I told so many that Jaguar story and chicken story and all that. I, I feel like I'm a kind of one of a Indian buffalo going back to America. <laughs> but, but one of the, uh, one of the, uh, uh, the testimony I actually want to share one time. They gave me only one time. <laughs> I was taking too long, sir. But uh, thank God that. And on that, uh, uh, the, what happened on that day that you know I I I uh, I wrote my script. Uh, and I thought like I'm gonna say it here just to have a fun, and uh, uh, we have a translator. His name is Joshua, and wonderful man. Uh, thank you, Joshua, if you are listening. Uh, but uh, I started my testimony like this: like uh, uh, I am from Mexico, and <laughs> I need a translator. How bad is that? So Joshua, I don't know what he's saying in Mexico. I don't know Mexican language. So he, he already told them, who am I? And I don't know. I thought like he, what, he is saying whatever I said in English. 
and I'm just I'm just going on. I said, okay, uh, uh, I lied. <laughs> How many you believe that I am not from Mexico? And nobody's raising their hand. And they say, I said, nobody listened probably. Let me let. So I repeated, how many believe that I lied, I'm not from Mexico? And they say, amen. <laughs> and I said, what I'm saying, what I'm doing, something that is not connecting to me, like, what, is my script something wrong or what? <laughs> and... He, I heard like amen, amen two times. But later on when we were done with the, with the service and on our way, like, oh, I, I was, what I, was I good, Joshua? And my English, like I, I have a grammarly issue. You know, I'm from, you know, I'm from India and I have some issue. So again, nah, yeah, you were okay. But you know, the way I, I already told them you are from India. In the beginning, when you say it, like I'm from Mexico, I told them, I, you are from India. So I thought, oh, my Lord. But I was at that time, I was looking at the Brother Bo. And Brother Bo's eyes is like, what is he saying? Like, he's from Mexico? <laughs> what is he starting from? <laughs> so that was fun for me to watch them uh, from far away. Like, I was looking at the, on their face, and they were like, oh, what is he starting? <laughs> But uh, that was a that was a wonderful time in Mexico. Yes, we had lots of fun, lots of fun, lots of food. Uh, very, uh, I already took it off. Woo! Hallelujah! <laughs> yeah. So let me tell you how this Mexican trip started, Pastor was announcing like he he announced it like four five maybe six weeks every week he was announcing who wants to come mexico who wants to come mexico and i was just standing there and listening to him and ignoring his calling like ignoring his calling and god's calling and uh, because every every thanksgiving uh, week and weekend i spend my time with my parents and I go there, and 10 days, 15 days, you know, I stay there. And that was my plan, because it, fall, it was fall under that, that, that timeline. And uh, my time is, was to, my plan was to go up there and spend my time. So on that fourth or fifth week, week um, on Sunday, pastor was still announcing, like, whoever wants to come, sign up. It's, it's not too late yet. And uh, I'm just, as he said that, my head is like this. And I was just looking on my scriptures and reading it. And God started speaking to me. And he says that, do you love your parents more than me? And that hit me. That hit me completely in my heart. And I was, whatever I had it on that time, the scripture, that was scripture related to what he told what he spoke to me that day and i i was wrecked and i got on my knee and i said i'm sorry my lord i'm sorry that i i'm putting my family first or i'm putting 
what what you already gave it to me you know i am giving them more priority than you so on that day i reach out to pastor and i call him he didn't answer so i just left the message that if you get a chance please give me a call and i share my uh, whatever uh, god spoke to me i share him whole thing like you know i'm not i don't know how i'm going to share i'm i'm going to tell my parents about it but whatever it is you know if god tells me to do this thing then i'm going to do it so i sign up and i i got a ticket my father my parents they don't know yet and uh, i don't know what i'm going to tell them so uh, pastor uh, we we got the ticket done and all that and uh, after 3 days later pastor says you know you still have the credits left from the 2 years ago when we were planning to go up there but the plan failed because of that uh, covid issue uh, and uh, he said uh, you can still get that because i extend that uh, the credit a year uh, one more year so i called the com- uh, the, the flight uh, and um, the customer service and they says you know um, there was a 750 dollar something ticket straight to my my parents um, city uh, and they says you have to only pay 130 30 dollar that's all and i said i surprised that oh that's all i had to pay and he said hallelujah you know uh, and pastor says you know you paid only 200 but you know church took care of the extra money additional money what you had to uh, buy a ticket for so that was that was good for me that you know i i was to being obedient to god god opened took care of my other part too like you come to me you come to me and i will take care of the rest and he he let me go to see my parents i spent like 3 or 4 days up there not only see seen my parents my all my other family members where i had a chance because i when i was uh, about to get a plan to go up there my brother called me and he said you have to give a message i said what kind of message uh, you got to give him a sermon or something whatever you want to do and god already gave me some uh, words that i shared with my 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 family so god took care of that um, and uh, i'm so grateful that god is using each and every one of us we have a good pastor here that he is uh, he's very enthusiastic and uh, he's pouring good in in each and every one of us he's uh, he's he's thinking a lot for us he's praying for us and we love you we love you we love you uh, pastor uh, brother bo and rachel mama rachel we thank you so much for all you did uh, when we were up there we love you your hospitality was great uh, your food and uh, uh, whatever they did they 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 did it for us uh, very loving way i love you <laughs> Come on, come on. Oh, I think that's everybody. We do want to show you, um, we have a video, uh, a video to show you all the pictures and everything that, that we just went through. So if we could play that real quick, we're going to play that video and then uh, we'll close out.
If I could have not been so emotional, I could have talked through that. A couple cool parts with the time when they ate the grasshoppers. That was pretty cool. But what you saw, a lot of that, even in the end, you saw us in a room and we're all just, man, God is wrecking us. That was every morning. Every morning, getting up, Bo was like, yeah, we'll, 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 I'll meet everybody out here. We'll have prayer at six. And then at four o'clock, we're all down there. And we're just like, ah, we're hungry at four in the morning. And we're just seeking God and seeking him. And he's wrecking us. He's filling us up before we can even get out of there. And then you see us on the balcony. And that is, that is just straight up like he's unleashing on us. And there's beauty everywhere. That's that recharging, y'all. We talked about this so many times. That is so important you start off your day that way. And when you do that, everywhere we went, lives were being changed. Because we were just doing that in obedience and saying, Lord. And it wasn't even that. Because it, what started out as, hey, wake up at 6, just turned into a love to be in that presence. You, you want to be in that all the time. You taste and see how good that is. And you just wake up because you want to feel it. So it's no longer through obedience. It's just through love for him and love for what he wants to do. So I thank all those that made this possible. There's a lot of people uh, that made this possible. There's a lot of people that said yes. There's people that gave to make sure people could go. Um, man, what a blessing. And hopefully you can see that. Hopefully you can see what you do. Hopefully you can see the differences you're making, not only in another country, but in the people in the family. You know, we're called to equip. We're called to raise people up. You just heard people come up and share today that they said they don't share. If that's not equipping people to be able to go share the gospel, like you just saw transformations like 10 days. We were gone 10 days. And people that would never grab a mic before are just up here not wanting to let go. So remember that. Like This is not a one-time thing. You know, We were blessed this year. Uh, we had multiple missions this year, and that was the first time we got to take part of the family uh, to go with us. And we were able to do that because you guys love us, and you, and you love what we do. So keep that in your hearts and your minds. And as we flow into the holiday season, don't forget who we do this for. Okay, so love on your family. Be with people this holiday season. Share your testimony. Get out there and share Jesus. It's so important. And watch what it'll do. Just watch what it'll do. So that's, that's enough. This is a long day. You guys can put it in the record book. <laughs> and you're all here. <laughs> but it's so good. So I'll, before we leave, I'll invite the prayer partners to go to the crosses on the side. We're not going to leave without prayer. So if you do need prayer, um, our prayer partners will be on the crosses on either side of the room. Um, just remember that... that the one thing we noticed through this whole trip and the one thing you probably heard people say was prayer. There's power in that. There's power in prayer. So if you came in with something, don't leave with it. If you came in with it, leave it here. Walk out of here free. Walk out of here. Man, just so blessed this morning. So they're over there so they can pray for you. Um, I'm going to close this out. Um, if you want to give, you know how to give. I don't have to tell you. It's on the screen. Look at that. I don't have to tell you. You can read it. Um, ushers will be at the door if you, if you like to give in the, the basket. But I'll tell you, we can't do this without you. So don't think I ever take giving like in a light manner. You need to understand that. 
We do everything we do because you are faithful givers. I just know in this family, I don't have to twist your arm. Because <laughs> y'all are like, we know what he's doing. So when you see what he's doing and you see the impact on that, I don't have to come to you every week and say, you better give. You just do it. So there, just give. Hmm? Yes. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the angel tree. Thank you so much. We had angel tree people uh, and uh, people grabbed those angels off and we were able to take care of everybody that was in need. So thank you for that. Anything else, baby? You are my brains and I need you. Anything else? No. Okay. Awesome. So, Father, right now we, we just lift you up and we thank you, Lord. I thank you for what you're calling us to do. I thank you that we were chosen. I thank you that you came to us. I thank you, Father. I thank you for this family. I thank you for their yes. I thank you for everything that they're doing, Father, and what you're doing in and through us. So, Father, I ask you to bless those this morning. Uh, bless everyone in here. Bless those watching online, Father. I hope that, that and pray right now, Lord, that every word that was spoken in here touches a heart somewhere, Father. And that you'll use that, Father, whether it's a seed, whether it's a watering, whether it's a harvesting, whatever it might be, Lord. I just ask you to touch all those. And, Father, we don't know how this, it could be anybody watching online seven, eight years from now. So, Father, just touch them. We just know that your word will be faithful and true throughout. So, Father, we, we thank you for that. We ask you to bless the offering, bless the gift and the giver. And, Father, we just uh, once again surrender everything to you. Guide us through this week. Give us wisdom, knowledge, Lord, and be with us. Come back, uh, Father. Remind everybody to be here New Year's Eve at 7 o'clock so we can worship you corporately together as a family. So, Father, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen and amen. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Be blessed. Enjoy your Christmas. And I'll see you New Year's Eve.